0: This is HuskerOnline.com,
1: your authority on Nebraska athletics.
0: And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett. Uh, we're going to talk some more basketball here as, let's face it, Robin, the season's kind of lost. There's not a lot left to play for on the court other than just kind of getting through this season and keeping Cam Mack happy for the future because you know you've got your franchise point guard. You know you've got some sit-out guys right now. They're going to help your team. But there's a lot more still going on with 2020 recruiting with targets, transfers out there that could help Nebraska basketball immediately. You did a really good breakdown this week on Huscarline.com. What were some of your main takeaways?
1: Well, it's funny because right now, um, you know, Charlie Easley uh, scholarship will essentially expire at the uh, end of the semester, leaving them with right now one open scholarship left to fill in the spring while once the spring signing period keeps up in April Uh but the number of offers they put out for 2020 already uh, puts them well over that projected number. So um, they've already had a few co- um, guys coming on official visits. Uh, but it's really interesting the number of players they're in on that are technically 2021 recruits that could move up to 2020 and be immediately eligible uh, by reclassifying. And the the guy at the top of that list is Carter Witt, a point guard on North Carolina, who was on an official visit here uh, for the Penn State game. Um, He's a four-star top 60 player in the 21 class, but um, most people expect him to move up to 2020, and Nebraska is actively recruiting him for 2020 um he's going to make a decision on his classification at the end of his high school season uh here in the next few weeks so we'll get a better idea on that but um he's right up there uh on the top of nebraska's wish list and then right next to him is a a center for all you guys that are asking if nebraska's ever gonna recruit a big here's one for you adama sonogo a six foot nine 250 pound center out of the patrick school in new jersey Um, he's another four star top 50 player in the 2021 class that very well could move up to 2020. And I think Nebraska, again, is recruiting him more so as a 20 recruit than they are 21. Uh, they're working on getting him on campus for an official visit as well. And um, from what I've been hearing, they feel very good about their chances with him. And so those are your top two guys. And then, oh, by the way, there's a kid who visited in the fall named Tibet Gorner, a shooting guard out of California, uh, who is yet to make a decision. Uh, he's a sharpshooter from Turkey uh, that, you know, is... Still very much uh, in the mix, and depending on when he decides to make his decision, he could be in the fray. And on top of that, Nebraska recently got involved with Kobe King, a transfer from Wisconsin who left the team midseason after being their second leading scorer on the year in... I think was leading the team uh, in scoring in big 10 play. Uh, He left after a racial racial was used during a workout by one of Wisconsin's strength coaches. And now he's back on the market and it sounds like he will be in Lincoln um, within the next few weeks here uh, on an official visit. And so, you know, that's kind of puts him right in the middle of that conversation as well uh, as a guy that not only could transfer to Nebraska, but could be ruled immediately eligible if he's able to get a waiver, uh, you know, kind of based off the circumstances regarding his departure from Wisconsin. So that right there is a pretty interesting group that, you know, there's some other guys, some JUCO guards that they've recruited as well, but that's four guys that Nebraska has a legitimate shot with, with only one spot to fill. So not only does it give you an idea of what they're looking for with this one spot, but what they might be trying to fill with some offseason attrition after the year what
0: I mean yeah when you look at attrition I don't want to put you in a position where you're gonna have to just like say this guy's gone that guy's gone but if you were to put a number of current scholarship players that are still playing basketball right now for Nebraska I mean it's one or two more of those guys moving on like a realistic uh, realistic uh, take right now
1: yeah I mean I think at least a couple probably when all said and done um, a lot of it though just depends on what guys want to do with their role next year and there are players on the team right now that are seeing extensive minutes uh starter minutes in some cases that probably won't get that workload next season given uh what nebraska is bringing in with those three transfers Lionel Bant, banchamiel stevenson uh Derek, um uh, why am i blanking on his name right now Derek. uh Walker, sorry, and then the Chujuko guys, uh, Teddy Allen and Latmeian, and then whatever else they add uh, with his 20 class, I mean, there's going to be a huge influx of competition that is probably going to uh, reduce some roles there. And so how receptive are those types of players that are playing now going to be to taking a back seat in some cases? And that will ultimately define how much attrition we actually see, but more than likely, you're looking at at least you know, one, two, maybe even three guys uh, that are m- playing right now that won't be around next year.
0: And you mentioned Charlie Easley's technically not on scholarship, but this, the way rosters turn and burn, I mean, he's almost going to be a guy that always might get the type of scholarship he gets in a lot of years, because it's so hard to actually truly have 13 scholarship guys every
1: year. Well, especially with mid-year transfers. You saw it here with, like, Samari Curtis. I mean, he that's where Charlie got his scholarship. So um, spots open up, uh, you know, attrition is going to happen all the time, and you know scholarship or not charlie's you know he's going to be a valuable asset just to have a player like that, that you can throw in off the bench uh to be the tone setter in practice and all that stuff i mean he he's going to have a role but you know again i've said the the hope is that the way that nebraska recruits the um, dependency you have on a former walk-on becomes much less as the years go on
0: yeah you're listening here to the husker online show of those sit out guys there's three right now that are pl- on the bench but not playing
1: yeah, Walker, Stevenson, and Banton.
0: Of those 3 if they could play right now, how many would be in the starting 5 today?
1: Yeah, I think Delano Banton is probably I mean, he's one of the best players on the team right now. Uh the staff absolutely loves him. He's 6 foot 8 and can run the point. Uh and I was watching him actually on Wednesday after practice and just he was just shooting with Jameel Stevenson. His shot looks so much better than it did this summer when we first got a chance to see him. And so he's obviously going to the Fred Hoiberg school of three point shooting and learning a lot. Uh, So I'm really excited about his potential and Stevenson is right in that conversation as well. And then just given Nebraska's post depth, Derek Walker would be a huge asset right now. I mean, he's six foot eight, 230 pounds that uh, could be a welcomed piece to a thin front court. So you could make an argument that, if they're not starting all three would be playing extensive minutes for this team right now, had they been eligible.
0: And then Thor Thor's a, a senior or uh, junior. No, He's a junior. Okay. You're okay. So like, obviously he's a guy that maybe a year ago this time, we wouldn't expect him to be here for both years, Ooh, but no. he has given himself a role where, you know, he's going to be a guy next year.
1: Yeah, He's probably the more, one of the more interesting pieces in the sense that, I mean, right now he's one of their better players on the team. Uh, and you, if he does decide to come back next year, the only way I would see him leaving is if he were to go back home uh, to play play pro. To play pro. And I just don't get the sense that he would do that. For one, uh, when he came to Nebraska, he did so under the premise, uh, ordered by his family, that he wasn't coming back without a degree. And he's not going to graduate in time to um, – you know, do that before the start of next season. So um, he's given no indication he wants to go anywhere. I think he loves Lincoln. He loves playing for Fred Hoiberg. Clearly, Hoiberg thinks very highly of him. And for Nebraska to have a guy, a senior veteran, who has played more Big Ten basketball than anybody on the roster, coming off as one of your top guys off the bench, that's a huge asset to have. I mean, just to have that experience when your starters need a break, to have a guy like Thor who can shoot the three, knows how to play within the system, and kind of can direct direct traffic a little bit, um, that would be a very valuable piece to the puzzle that I think Nebraska's is going to do all they can to keep him around for another year.
0: You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as, as we talk roster stuff. You know, Jervé Green, too, he's a guy, a month ago I would have said he might be gone, but he's played better He's made better decisions on the court down the stretch. He'll be one that I'll be curious to see where that kind of goes this offseason. And does he have a red shirt if he wanted to leave? And that, to me, doesn't make a lot of sense, though.
1: Yeah, he does. But, again, yeah, that – that's a tough spot to be in. Go
0: sit out another time. And yeah, I, I just don't see, and he's not anywhere near graduating. No, no, no. Um, So
1: yeah, he and Deshaun Burke are probably the most interesting because they're both going to be seniors. Burke does not have a red shirt, so he'd um, have to graduate. Yeah. And I think he, he actually will be able to do that. So um, he could be a definite grad transfer candidate, but again, you know, it's, it's just depends on what these guys want to do. If these guys are content with, you know, taking a cut in minutes and um, potentially being taken out of the starting lineup, then, you know, so be it. But a lot of guys don't want to do that, especially with their senior seasons. You want to be on the court. You don't want to play sparing minutes off the bench and just be a rotation guy as a senior, especially with two guys that came here to be immediate impact pieces under the previous coaching staff. So, I, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with there. But, you know, there's going to be some real hard conversations at, at the end of the season.
0: A cola rope is one that intrigues me, too, because attitude-wise, the way he goes to work, you know, you love the guy. I mean, it, you can just tell that he does what he needs to do. But his skill set is still somewhat not a good marriage with the Hoiberg mm-hmm. system. So how they make hit that work here long-term, that will be one to watch too.
1: There's so much to like about a call of rope. I mean, just as a person, he's as good as it gets. Uh, he's not going to say anything out of line. He's just going to work every day. Uh, and he's one of the best athletes, pure athletes on the team. I just don't know what his place is on the team right now. I mean, he's not big enough to be a forward. He's not a good enough shooter to be a guard. And, you know, where do you play him? Uh, So that's what makes – I mean, as far as the rest of this season is concerned – a call of rope has got a, a big opportunity here because he's going to see uh, some extensive minutes, you know, some relatively valuable minutes. Uh, and he's going to have an opportunity to show what he can do. And, you know, maybe he can make an impression on this staff to where they view him differently by the end of the season than maybe what they did at mid-year.
0: It's fun when like late in the game, when there's been some games where it's got out of hand him and easily, they, sure. they, they play well together.
1: There's uh, something to be said that for guys that care and those guys care and you know when the fans they see it and they see that type of effort and then, so like I said he's he's going to have plenty of opportunities to showcase himself and show to his coaching staff that he can be a piece they can build around going forward.
0: All right, when we come back, we're to be joined in studio by Huscarline intern Blake Arnie. We'll take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Huscarline show.